0: Fun fact time.
1: Whoa. (laughs) A little preemptive there. We're
0: speeding through this.
1: Hey, you ever ever try to do a podcast when you're depressed? Yes. (laughs) It's so hard. Uh, We're doing it a little bit differently this time, but we're not going to tell you how. (laughs) I think that's what we say every week. Yeah, <laughs> So guess it's, what our gimmick yeah, is gonna, every time. I was going to say, it's like up to the listener to figure out what we're doing differently. Secret gimmicks. <laughs> How are you? Good. Sorry I'm smacking my lips so much. You know what I miss? What? Lip smackers. You know? No. Oh, okay. Uh, is that, is that like, kids, a, like right? a candy
0: or like one of those joke shop things?
1: No, they're like little fruity chapsticks. I think now now I'm wondering if maybe I have a false memory Mm -hmm. because I haven't seen them in a very long time Mm, but they were so good I I can kind of see why they died because I think a lot of people probably just ate them Mm, lip smackers Hello, everyone. Welcome to My PodCabbages, a podcast about <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender by me, Summer. And me. Oh. Noah. Um, I have some fun facts. I'm going to make my fun facts UA-based today, because oh. we love a girl. So UA, the princess who we are introduced to in this episode, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun stuff going on with this gal. We don't know a whole lot of it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything because I think we we get some more of that in the next episode or uh, so. Yeah, UA actually the word actually means moon in Mandarin Chinese, Mm -hmm. which is not very surprising. It's pretty on the nose. Why is that? Because we see her looking up at the moon in this episode. Because
0: she likes to look at the moon. She's
1: a moon girl.
0: Yeah.
1: But, I mean, as we already know, uh, Saka's other girlfriend sort of person, All her name also means moon. So he just- Suki. He's just a moon guy. Yue was one of the few people belonging to the water tribe whose name doesn't have an uh sound in it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, like k- Katara. Katara. No, no, Katara.
0: Katara. <laughs> Like like
1: Katara. Probably because they wanted her name to mean Moon.
0: Whatever that dude's name is. (laughs) Paku.
1: Yeah. Paku. Pak. Did you know that uh, Pac-Man comes from the- I do. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from the elderly, Yue is the only white-haired character in the series, which we will get to, like, we'll get to the sort of story behind that later. But- Mm -hmm. In the commentary, we found out that—I want to say it was Michael.
0: We listened to the commentary, and there was, like, three different people, and they all had the same voice. Yeah, it
1: was, like, like listening to a bad podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I I think it was—okay, well, it was one of the creators or character designers or something— who um, created Yue and they were like extremely, extremely aggressive about making her hair white. Like mm-hmm. he didn't even have a reason for it. He just wanted her to stand out. It's like yeah. that's so valid.
0: None of you change this at <laughs> all.
1: They like he said he saw like a single drawing of her with dark hair and he just like flipped his shit yeah. like who did this? <laughs> <laughs> there is a bay apparently off the coast of Republic City. That's me you uh, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <You're> ba- okay.
1: <laughs> There's a bay off the coast of Republic City, which also has UA's name, which is fun, I guess.
0: What's Republic City?
1: Uh, just a place in the how universe.
0: Did it, how did it get named after her? Look, Isn't some she of these like facts are, are
1: for smart people only. Who okay. Fans only. OGs only. Yeah, so that that's what I have today. There are a lot more fun facts about UA, but most of them are spoilers. So maybe I'll come back to those next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just uh, jump into the episode. So we start with Sokka and Katara. They're uh, finding an iceberg with a boy (laughs) in it. Oh, wait, shit. That's in the opening, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That's a
0: little
1: little far behind. Aang
0: runs into a little statue. We never really see that field of statues that you say at the beginning, (laughs) I guess.
1: That's my favorite uh, Tim Allen movie. So the episode today is called The Waterbending Master. Mm Mm-hmm. So when this episode starts, for some reason, it was very familiar to me and I don't remember why it felt like I had watched it a thousand times, like a thousand upon thousand times. I'm not sure if it was like, maybe it was like in a video now thing or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) If anyone has this experience, please let me know because I couldn't figure out why. So the episode starts with the gang kind of floating along amongst the icebergs presumably mm-hmm. up north looks cold looks very cold and uh, Sokka gets kind of upset because they're they're gra- kind of low on gas Appa's low on the, the old tank
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh Aang really uh, lets him lets him know the kinds of struggles that flying bison have to go through yeah
0: I guess he just flies low when he's really tired so of I course. guess it's just easy to easier to just kind of push off the ground I
1: guess. Um, but they are interrupted in their flying by some some big pointy pieces of ice. <laughs>
0: this is like a if they did like an epic anime kind of remake of the Titanic where like the iceberg is like coming out at the ship and like attacking it.
1: Uh, waterbenders did ni- <laughs> Titanic 11. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like some big... Some big old spiky little boats are coming up behind the icebergs that are that are being formed. Looks like a bunch of waterbenders. The gang gets excited because they've been looking for the waterbenders because they're yeah. looking for the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah, looks like they did it. They found them. So then we cut to uh, some sort of firebending place. <laughs> <laughs> just well, one of their yeah. one of their camp They're places. Camps. They're just kind of all the over the place bend- doing shit. Yeah,
0: you never really see the inside of the Fire Nation much.
1: Um, Zhao's uh, kind of making some kind of plan. Looks like he's looking at a map and determines that the Avatar is probably heading up to the Northern Water Tribe to learn waterbending. I'm not sure how he got this idea. Do you remember?
0: I mean, I guess you would just kind of assume, since that's the order that they learn,
1: right? That makes sense. The last episode ended with was it the Northern Air Temple? Was that the the last one we did? Um, yes,
0: yes, it was. Man, that
1: feels like it was so long ago. But uh, Zhao's, I guess, kind of giving a little bit of exposition on the Northern uh, Water Tribe's uh, abilities as sort of like a military force because yeah. he wants to go up there and grab. Aang and, or his, his his little buddies want to go up and grab Aang. They're like, well, what are we waiting for? And Zhao's like, um, <laughs> apparently you don't know shit because <laughs> they've got big pointy boats up there.
0: <laughs> Their boats are pointy. <laughs> they can make
1: icebergs. And
0: it's ice cold.
1: Yeah, but Zhao seems to be very familiar with how fortified this city is. Is that what we can call it, a city? It's, a,
0: it's like a little city, yeah. yeah. Sure, let's call it that.
1: It's not very little. It's pretty big. So we actually see the gang approach it, and Aang points it out, even though (laughs) it's—you're not going to miss it. It's big.
0: Yeah, it has this ginormous sort of water tribe emblem on it.
1: And (laughs) Aang stands up, and he's like, there it is. As they're approaching, it's kind of like— Looking like they're just gonna yeah. <laughs>
0: run into <laughs> the doesn't wall. It look like that. There's any openings,
1: <laughs> but the whole city seems to be made out of very dense snow. Yeah, which is it's kind of clever. It's sort of like a giant igloo city. Yeah, especially for for people who can manipulate water, this would be ideal. Really, as long mm-hmm. as you can. I mean, fire though, like having fire in your home seems like it would be. I know there are ways to, like, do that with igloos and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. like, it seems like it would be a lot of, like, extra (laughs) thought put into those kinds of things. How do you
0: have a fireplace Uh, in a nice town?
1: Let's ask Adam Scott. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the waterbenders that are on these little boats that are bringing the gang in, uh, they just open up a big entrance in the wall, and then we see up... On the walls, they have this incredibly intricate sort of <laughs> yeah. water locking mechanism.
0: Yeah, it's like an airlock, but for boats.
1: It's extremely impressive. I cannot overstate how impressive this is. I, it's, I don't know, how, I don't know
0: how to describe this. Like, they have to like adjust the water levels. Okay, so it looks like that the whole city is like has a raised water level. And, like, when they get inside the wall, they kind of, like, raise up the water so they can, like, get up. It's, like, almost like a little water elevator.
1: It's genius. They actually talked about in the commentary how they spent, like, a very, very long time sort of constructing this, like, behind the scenes, trying to come up with, like, a logical way to do this. And apparently they even, like, had (laughs) several— scenes Mm -hmm. uh, like more detail uh, going into how it all worked. And they had to just cut it because it was just taking up way too much time in the episode. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like (laughs) half of the episode, Mm -hmm. just watching them like lock and unlock and raise the water levels of this little city. (laughs) And it's like, okay, that's it. I hope you learn how to water Mm -hmm. bend.
0: (laughs) The, they mentioned in the commentary, this is one of the first episodes that they had in mind. So, This is definitely something that they had a lot of time to brew their thoughts in.
1: And they also said, um, because you can see that there's like a really big difference in the way that this city looks compared to the southern tribe. And it's Mm -hmm. mostly because um, the southern tribe was like right next to where the war began, basically. So it was like one of the worst. It was one of the places that got hit the hardest whenever... Mm -hmm. The firebenders started attacking, so there's, like, very, very little left of the southern tribe, which is really sad. And They, like, completely lost their culture and everything. Yeah,
0: and it used to look, like, kind of as big as impressive as, like, this one.
1: Did they say that? I mean, I have to assume that's true, but, like, wow, that would be...
0: Because (laughs) I... Until, like, they mentioned that, I just assumed that the Southern Water Tribe was just that shitty.
1: <laughs> I guess, like, it's been a hundred years, so, like, the, yeah. their, the the Southern Water Tribe would have looked way different a hundred years ago. I mm-hmm. can't even imagine. It would be fun to, to get some background information on what it used to look like. Yeah. I'm sure it's floating around somewhere. Because it's floating. You're not laughing.
0: Yeah, that was a... It's my new thing. Like when you do a and then I'm adding like a little like kick drum, like it didn't land well, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like that's the, it's the audio equivalent of like a joke falling on its face or something.
1: <laughs> something I was saying, and I, I feel like it hurts me to say this, especially because like listening to the commentators talk about how proud of how proud they were of their design of the northern water uh, city. Mm -hmm. It just looks very empty to me. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it is absolutely beautiful. The artwork, like, the details of all of the little sort of totems and um, the different, like, details on the windows and stuff. That's beautiful. But, like, I I just feel like. (laughs) I want to see, like, more pets. I want to see more merchants. I want to mm-hmm. see a cabbage cart. Yeah. <laughs> Something, please. It makes it feel very, like, the, the whole place feels very sterile to me. Yeah. This was actually, while I was watching this episode, was where I was really starting to feel like, you know, they, like, if they do this new Avatar show correctly and well, they could actually bring a lot of life to places like this that they didn't they weren't able to do necessarily because you know like sort of low budget animation yeah. is a lot harder to
0: and they mentioned in the last commentary episode that they were working with like three week schedules per episode
1: yeah which is
0: like that's you gotta,
1: yeah I gotta whip, whip that out
0: that's a lot for us just the podcast yeah, about the show
1: absolutely yeah even just like since I just started like getting into animation a little bit more seriously the amount of work it takes to do anything is yeah. it's so even just like the minimal amount of animation is so much work so like i like not to minimize their their creative um, mm-hmm. accomplishments in any way but i i do i do just want to see some more you know stuff <laughs> yeah and
0: i feel like netflix will give them a lot more room to work Absolutely. with since you don't have to like crunch it in a time schedule. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, the
1: creators stuff. will be on the the new show. Hopefully so far that yeah. <laughs> hopefully that doesn't change if mm-hmm. they, if Netflix is trying to make hard moves that, uh, sort of like, you know, what, what happened to American gods yeah. <laughs> their, their next season? God, that would be heartbreaking. But for now, uh, yeah, let's see what what happens with that and get back to our own episode in the meantime. Mm-hmm. As we see the gang sort of entering the city, uh, into the heart of the city, everybody is kind of out of their homes and everyone looks really excited to greet them. So it is nice that Aang finally gets like <laughs> a moment to, he doesn't have to hide and everyone's like genuinely excited to see him.
0: Yeah. The city looks pretty blue, which I'm realizing is because it's kind of like reflecting the sky. Yeah, so it's the makes, way snow works. Yeah, so it makes me realize that this could actually, even though it's such like all blank way, it, it could actually be like a really colorful city because it just matches the sky.
1: Yeah, if it's, uh, man, can you imagine how beautiful the city would be? Because it's, it's uh, on one of the poles too, so they they would probably get really, really cool sort of northern light stuff yeah. going on that would be so dope to see oh man um and then we finally are introduced to one of the best characters in the goddamn show uh princess yue she comes gliding in on a gondola is that what it's called those little boats this is
0: like a gondola looking thing
1: so what are those things called that like uh hang from wires and go
0: that's also a gondola
1: is that allowed? <laughs> no. Can you just do that?
0: No. The person the person who named that gondola got arrested.
1: They for uh, word crimes. They thought they were in a gondola and <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make some sort of stupid Columbus joke. It's not working. And folks, I feel so stupid. Uh, fucking right here, right now, our, Mm -hmm. our purple character that we were were, were on watch just from the last episode. Here she is. I do have to say though, like the color of her outfit, first of all, her fucking outfit, her whole character design is just fucking, it's so good. Mm -hmm. She's so beautiful. And I just, I just want 10 seconds just to, to look at her in real life. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah. Wherever you are. But the color of her outfit is, like, so beautiful and, like, striking in pretty much every scene of the episode that I'm, like, 100% sure she is the only person (laughs) in the show wearing purple. So her her design is extremely unique all around. Uh, And she and Sokka sort of share a little moment kind of, I guess it's like a one-way <laughs> just the, moment.
0: Just Sokka just looks at her and blushes.
1: Yeah. And then there's like that really cliche line of Katara saying, this place is so beautiful. And Sokka's like, yeah, she is. Oh. Ugh. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, so we we start getting like little, little shots of the moon throughout this episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and also pointed out by the commentators, there are like little, moon details kind of all over the city. Um, but this is where, <laughs> and it's very funny because the commentators were like, we made a very like uh, specific choice, a very careful decision about uh, like the phase of the moon mm-hmm. uh, just like for a dramatic effect and blah, blah, blah. But like, remember from a few episodes ago where it was a full moon and we learned, we <laughs> we learned that they really fucked up with this mm-hmm. because it was uh, not supposed to be a crescent moon in this episode. Okay. Based okay. based on okay. based on the time that elapsed.
0: Okay, okay, but maybe it's just showing how much time has elapsed, though.
1: Um, I think they were saying can... no, but but we have like a very strict timeline. He was supposed to do it before the end of something.
0: Okay, we're on Moonwatch right now. It's a <laughs> crescent moon.
1: Is it waxing or waning?
0: I don't know. What What does it mean if it's on the right side?
1: I think that's waning because because wa- it's always waxing and waning. That's like the order you always say them in. So waxing means growing, and waning means shrinking.
0: I think it always changes sides. Waning waning means shrinking.
1: Yeah. So okay. And so yeah. So waxing is when it's full on the left, and waning is when it's
0: okay so waxing yeah it's on the right so it is waxing
1: wait what (laughs) i said waning
0: (laughs) i'm looking at waxing crescent it's all a crescent moon from the right side
1: i clearly know so much about the moon
0: so this is a moon that's filling up with light this is a moon this is a moon you think about outer space you say nice we finally get to see music night
1: so we see a one of uh Iroh's bards playing his mm-hmm. lute. Uh Iroh is singing about me. He's doing his uh, his little seasons, his little seasons song. Um apparently they were saying also in the commentary that they love his singing voice and they 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 really tried to get him to sing as much mm-hmm. as possible and he fucking hated it. Yeah. Mako the voice actor for Iroh. He hates singing, but they got him to do it as much yeah. as they could.
0: And they're having a little, they're all playing instruments and like dancing.
1: It's a good time. Yeah.
0: It's not like.
1: I was just trying to enjoy his fucking life. Yeah.
0: It's not all like hoity jowdy. It's like all like peaceful.
1: Um, but Zhao kind of, yeah, doesn't yeah. last. Zhao just shakes it up a little bit.
0: Zhao's got. By appearing. <laughs> he's got footloose disease. By existing. <laughs> he hates dancing.
1: <laughs> but the festivities continue over uh back at the water city where we see um a little feast going on for the gang mhm cuz as i said they're actually very excited to have him here there's a big fucking crab <laughs> wait
0: that's a crab that's a crab oh. <laughs> oh oh
1: my god
0: i was just assuming that it was like some big cloth going <laughs> oh over god, some they're
1: cooking a giant crab
0: ooh it's more than king crab. It's pope crab.
1: Aang has never been so uncomfortable in his life, which is ironic because they're throwing a party for him, mm-hmm. and they bought out the biggest crab they could find in the fucking ocean. Yeah. And they're boiling it alive in front of him.
0: <laughs> this is just for you.
1: But it's also...
0: <laughs> this is a triple celebration.
1: I think they... <laughs> My guess is, my guess okay. is. <laughs> here's what here's my guess. My guess is they had already planned this party to celebrate UA's sixteenth birthday. They had everything set up. They had uh, caught the giant crab, the the giant sixteenth birthday crab. They
0: <laughs> as as one does gets for your sweet sixteen.
1: They hired the drummers, um, the scouts up on the wall to see. <laughs> Something approaching the city, they send their boats out to kill whoever it is because they're interrupting. The, they're they're trying to crash uh, the princess's party. Mm-hmm. They get out there almost killing Aang, and then they're like, "Oh hey, yeah, oh cool. Why don't you join us? We'll set up a party for you." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was this was already planned out, and then yeah. And unfortunately, we find out that Yue is now of marrying age.
0: Because she's 16. So
1: here's my concern, and I don't want to sp- spoil ahead of myself for these, this episode, um, but they announced that she's of marrying age. Mm-hmm. Today. Today. And then we find out she's engaged. Yeah. <laughs> How fast was this guy proposing to Yue? <laughs>
0: I would imagine that they've been having like this whole sort of fighting, like fighting arena contest to who gets to marry the princess or something. That, that's what my guess would be.
1: Whoever brought the biggest crab. So now we see why uh, UA absolutely cannot say no to this guy because he mm-hmm. the bi- brought the biggest fucking crab. Nobody even yeah. knew crabs were made this big.
0: We're introduced to Master Paku.
1: Yeah, Master Paku and uh, presumably some of his students are kind of doing a little water show.
0: Yeah, this Master Paku guy looks kind of familiar.
1: Oh, yeah. I've already talked about this. Um, He is the waterbender in the opening. The commentators were really, like going on about how much they love this character and it was like making my blood boil. Yeah, he's he's the shittiest character yeah. we've met. <laughs> I mean, not not. I mean like I guess the shittiest is like quote unquote good character.
0: Yeah. I feel people kind of like look at him like like Iron Man, cool. Like he's he's a dick and that's why like that's why we like him. <sighs> Cuz he's got no manners. He's a rude boy.
1: Yeah. Um oh, I guess like I don't know why we didn't mention this, but the three people that were doing the commentary two of them it was uh Michael D Di- Martino and Brian Kenitzko were two of them so mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not they're not innocent <laughs> yeah
0: like i guess it would be easy to like him cuz he would be just fun to write for cuz it would be easy like what would what would be the worst thing to say here
1: i guess so yeah but i mean like obviously he improves or whatever but anyway uh, Sokka is like trying to hit on Yue by telling him, or telling her that he's, um, <laughs> he was like a prince of the Southern Water Tribe. And Sokka or Katara gets like kind of like huffy about it. But I mean, like, I feel like Sokka has the right to say that mm-hmm. since they've like completely lost their culture. It's like, well, I might as well just say I'm prince. Yeah. So <laughs> no one can stop me. You know? He was like the, wasn't he like the oldest. Guy left at the Southern Water? Tribe? He was
0: the he was at like the cutoff point, I think. Yeah, like he, he was like too, all of the other
1: men were like off fighting yeah, or whatever. And like, he was like the only one left there. So yeah, too so young sure. to
0: go off, but old is staying.
1: So I feel like he kind of had a right to say that, I guess. Yeah. But he is, as Sokka does, he's making a fool of himself, choking on his food. And saying stupid shit, and UA's yeah. really UA's not letting it go. She's mm-hmm. she's doing that thing where like someone makes a typo in the group chat, and everyone yeah. just, <laughs> just repeats it.
0: Because he says, "Let's do an activity," and it's like an activity.
1: We're gonna do an activity.
0: An activity. Would you? <laughs> hey, Saga, you want to go on an activity with
1: me? <laughs> hey, let's all do activities.
0: Sorry, I I can't. I have
1: an activity. activity. I have
0: an activity to go to. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, another thing that Paku says is like because he meets Aang, and uh, he's Aang is hoping to to learn from him. Obviously, and Paku's like, just because you're the Avatar, don't expect any special treatment. But it's like he literally needs to learn <laughs> like, water bending to like save I, the world.
0: I feel like I need some special treatment.
1: Like it's kind of important. <laughs> Aang tells him that he and his friend want to come. Uh, Learn from him, and Paku's like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. Uh, then we cut to Zuko, who is being an emo bitch as mm-hmm. he does.
0: He's he's cool. He's in his chambers and he's just leaning against the wall.
1: Apparently, arms crossed. Iroh is trying, has been trying to like pressure him to play the sungi horn, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I would love to see. Yeah, God, would that be good? But Zuko apparently was very upset by this proposition (laughs) but Zhao kind of comes in behind Iroh and informs Zuko that uh he's taken his crew (laughs) um this was also something uh they were talking about in the commentary the fact that Zuko and Iro or Zuko and uh, Zhao are both just extremely aggressive like impatient people it always makes the scene really fun to to make and to watch because it's like who's gonna you know what I mean like this could go anyway yeah because neither of them is like afraid of going too far yeah
0: <laughs> they're just little little escalators
1: so I guess it is very important to always have Iroh there otherwise mm-hmm. just get very bad as we will see but Zhao apparently has taken Zuko's crew to go capture the avatar at the Northern water tribe. And then Zhao spots something on Zuko's wall. Uh, Zhao has like a very vivid memory of the incident with the mm-hmm. blue spirit just because of how demoralizing and humiliating it yeah. was for him. But he sees the, um, gosh, what are they called? The the little swords, the little Deadpool swords.
0: Yeah. I think they're like cutlasses.
1: No, there's something much cooler katanas (laughs) no certainly not that um zhao recognizes them as the like exact same swords that the blue spirit had been using Mm -hmm. and you see his like eyes shaking in that anime way that means they're upset (laughs) (laughs) so we know that zhao is kind of if not if he hasn't figured it out he certainly is now very suspicious of zuko being the blue spirit Broadswords.
0: Broadswords. Broad He's like, where'd you get these broadswords? And Zuko's like, I got them from a guy named Grog Swords. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Aang brings a very excited Katara up to see Paku to get their little waterbending lessons. Paku sees Katara, takes one look at her, and does the most problematic thing a person could possibly do. Mm -hmm. Just by looking at a person, they say, Oh, a woman, I won't teach you. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You need to go back several words before I'm ever going to be able to respect anything you say ever again. But apparently, this tribe has... Like a cultural tradition of not allowing women to uh, use their water bending for fight or even just learning water bending as like a fighting skill. It's pretty fucked up.
0: Yeah. It's and, not just him, it's just normal.
1: And Katara gets fucking pissed. It's really good to see. In fact, like I do remember watching this as a little kid and being like, holy shit, like <laughs> like I wouldn't have even done this when I was like 12 or however old she is, 13. Mm-hmm. She's very, very aggressive and I am grateful that they at least allowed her that. Paku explains that the women in the city who can waterbend are only learning uh, how to heal and Katara's like, I can already do that.
0: And she said, I don't want to learn how to heal. I want to fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, which and she has the right to do.
0: She means it's Hanzo.
1: <laughs> okay. But Ng tries to do the right thing by saying, well, if you won't teach her, um, then you, you won't teach me either. And Paku's like, eh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't care. Because he's a piece of shit. Of course yeah. he doesn't care. But Katara doesn't want Aang to like, Uh, risk his training like this so Mm -hmm. she's just like it's actually more important for you and turns him back around and "Ah, it sucks they have this very serious scene with this all this bad problematic sexism like stuff that they have to deal with and they have like a very they have to make a very serious decision um it's like sort of a, a solemn mood and then Aang turns around to go back and work with Paku and Paku's like, all right, let's begin. And then just blast him the fuck off his ass. With <laughs> he <some> just <laughs>
0: he says, let's begin your training. And he pushes him on the ground and starts
2: kicking. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: meanwhile, Sokka seems to have found Yue just on the gondola that she <laughs> lives on. I guess just kind of rowing down yeah. the <laughs> rowing down the street.
0: Yeah, watching watching this now, it's like, a, it feels like a kind of rude thing to do. It's kind of like if someone's driving on the road. And oh, then, absolutely. You know, like wave them down.
1: No, yeah, no, it's kind of annoying. It's, this is basically catcalling. He's just like yelling to her from the side of the road like, hey, you're really pretty. Let's go do something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do That's, an activity.
0: It's just, it's like an eloquent catcall.
1: I guess, This was romantic in 2003. Thanks, Nicholas Sparks. But, like, they're kids. And, I mean, they've already met also is the thing. And Mm -hmm. they seem to have, like, some kind of weird chemistry. They actually did achieve that at the party because she was making fun of him for, like, the way he was talking. But she was also talking kind of weird. Did you notice that? Yeah. In, like, a weird sort of, like, robotic way. Kind of, like, formal. (laughs) Like, oh, you want to do an activity? (laughs) Mm-hmm. She's very cute. Yeah, so she she's into this actually. She, you can see her kind of blushing, like, oh, he still wants to do an activity. And she just uh so she agrees to 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 meet up with Sokka and she just points to just some random bridge that <laughs> looks like all of the other ones.
0: I'll meet you at that bridge.
1: I have no like there's no street signs or anything. Like is there
0: like a places you can go to? Are there restaurants here? I don't know. There...
1: See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want, I want, like, some more. I want, I want to get into this city a little bit more. Yeah. I want to see what's going on in here. You only here.
0: really see the outdoors.
1: Yeah. So he agrees to meet her on the bridge and then accidentally steps off the sidewalk. <laughs> that's what I got into have.
0: the water. Yeah. I feel like we should also, also mention that this is like a Venice situation. Yeah.
1: So there aren't any actual streets. <laughs> They're not yeah, just pushing feel... the gondola down the road.
0: <laughs> it's not like <laughs> with like wheels on it
1: not like uh, Undertale where they have like little dog faces and dog legs. Yeah. Like.
0: It's Venice, but super, super cold
1: mm-hmm.
0: and made of ice. Venice. Venice.
1: Venice. Uh, and then we see Zhao has hired the pirates for something. Something Zuko related. And then cut back to the Northern Water Tribe.
0: Uh, we learned from the commentary that these pirates are based off of the animation Oh, team. yeah.
1: yeah. The, I think he was saying the animation team in Korea, all of the people yeah. down there, all of the pirates are like completely designed based on them, which is really yeah. cool. I love that. Um and then we cut back to the Northern Water Tribe where we see a man tightly bound in a body these, morph these suit. These are the
0: same pirates from the other episode, right? Yes. Okay.
1: A man in a body morph suit.
0: <laughs> He's like it's a it's like a Tron style body <laughs> morph suit.
1: No, there's like this dummy that's lying on the ground but it's very realistic looking. It's
0: incredibly realistic. <laughs> also looks pretty fit like it's it's pretty good looking for a like a cpr dummy
1: but it seems to have like these grooves in it that um sort of go all over the body and they have like little sort of points that i'm assuming are like different little pressure points and things and this this weird man dummy is just full of water that's me (laughs) If we had nicknames on this show, you could be like a weird man dummy full of water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am Noah, AKA weird man dummy full of water.
1: <laughs> but this is, uh, they're in this hut where the, the women of the tribe are learning how to heal. So that's what this little dummy is for. All the little points of healing and whatnot. I don't know. We don't, we don't get too much of an explanation on it, but when I say women, uh Katara, walks in to join them and looks around and sees they're all like <laughs> kindergartners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks very upset about it, so then we see Ang training with Paku again. Paku is just doing that thing that his firebending teacher was doing, which is just kind of being really rude and <laughs> yeah.
0: not really paying dismissive. that much attention. Yeah, He's like, I know what you're doing, and I know you're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah, basically. And as we know, that is not a good way to teach Aang. He doesn't learn that way. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, it's like watching him have such little patience for this kind of training is like weird because it's like he's like a he's like an airbending master. He should have already gone through this. But like we know that the airbenders are like very free spirited. They're they're a lot more like, well, I mean, like uh, certainly his his airbending Mm -hmm. government assigned dad was.
0: Yeah. And it's probably like less. About the patience and less about and more about like the rigidness of his training and stuff. What do you mean? Like he's very he's being taught in a very like textbook style way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the techniques that he's using and that he's being taught by these very like these Paku and oh gosh, what was the the firebending master's name? Uh, Him.
0: Him.
2: <laughs>
1: The way that they were teaching Aang, it's like all of the techniques are important and they could have used these with Aang, but the way that they were like forcing them on him in such a rude way, I think that's the thing that he doesn't like.
0: And like very inattentive too. Yeah. Like how your Bagua teacher teaches you, where he like tells you extremely specific things that you do wrong and then you're like, oh, and it changes the whole thing.
1: Yeah. And he's like very, he has a very good sense of humor and it's all very... Yeah, absolutely. Back at the healing hut, um, Katara's little healing teacher points out her necklace and is like, oh, who's the lucky guy? Um, And Katara's confused. And um, the woman tells her that it's a like a betrothal necklace. I'm not sure if Katara knew this or not already. She seems like she could have or could have not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel
0: like she should know.
1: Yeah, it didn't look like she was shocked by the news. It, it just yeah. looked like, oh, oh no, 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 no! You got the wrong idea. This was just something that was passed down to me. We've also found out from the commentary that this um, water bending that the heal, the healing woman is voiced by Mama Smurf. The, the
0: oh yeah, the no Smurfette, Smurfette. Yeah, this is the person who voiced Smurfette.
1: So that's fun. That's why her skin is a little bit blue.
0: Typed as a typecast as blue. person in a blue village. <laughs> blue woman.
1: <laughs> Um, but she actually recognizes the necklace and like the specific sort of was it this, was it that she recognized the necklace or was it that Katara was just like, oh no no, this was just passed to me before my grandmother. Probably both. Yeah. So she she realizes, oh wait, this is uh, this is Kana's necklace. And Katara's like, What? Grandgran? And she finds out that Grandgran is actually from the Northern Water Tribe. Is she from the Northern Water Tribe? Yep. Oh, and Katara didn't know this, which is wild. But uh, apparently, Grand Grand had uh, an arranged marriage with someone, and that was how she got this necklace. And she fucking hated this whole system because she should. She Grand Grand was not crazy about sort of the the misogyny going on here, and she just left. So good for her. Meanwhile, Zuko is brooding even harder.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's now in bed with his arms
1: crossed. He looks like a fucking vampire like trying to get into his coffin mm-hmm. or something.
0: Also in this scene, it, his little cross swords are behind his head and it's angled in a way <laughs> that it looks like that he's got like little bunny ears.
1: <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. Give Zuko bunny ears.
0: It Just looks really funny with his angry face. He's little bunny ears, I love it. Iroh's trying to coerce him into taking a walk outside.
1: Yeah, he's very insistent, he's like, like he's it's like, like, a nice to go for a walk outside. It's,
2: for it's really nice, it's a nice time. Come
1: on. Um, and then he says something that, like, my parents said to me all the time when I was a kid is well, whatever makes you happy, and then closing the door really passive aggressively. <laughs> um,
0: what a good thing to do. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Iroh walks away and assuming like based on, (laughs) I'm sorry, based on the way that he was just communicating with Zuko, he has to know what's about to happen, right? Yeah.
0: Or like he might be like, have some suspicions or be like, uh, have some like fear or something. He
1: does have that good spirit tuition. Yeah. Intuition.
0: Spirit tuition. (laughs) Ghost college.
1: (laughs) I guess it's not a strong enough a bad feeling because Iroh just kind of walks off the ship and leaves Zuko alone in his room. Should be fine. We do see like an ominous uh, little reptile parrot flying behind him as he walks away as a little omen. Uh, We don't have to wait long to find out what the omen's about though because immediately we see the pirates. They all board up on the ship. With the blasting jelly. So, yes, confirmed. Yeah. It is in other episodes. <laughs> hey, I also just realized yeah. one of your things for 20 questions was blasting jelly, and then another one was slime. Yeah. Do you have a slime <laughs> thing? Do you have a weird slime thing I should know about? I have about? to go. I have to use a bath. Oh, Noah got very nervous about the question I just asked him. So, Zuko here's something, uh, and finally... Jumps out of his bed of brooding,
0: mm-hmm. and he's on full caution mode.
1: Yeah, he looks very on edge. He sort of runs up to the boiler room, uh, and he doesn't see anything except out of the window. He sees that little reptile parrot boy, uh, which can't be good. Mm-hmm. He knows he he recognizes this parrot. This he recognizes this child, this creature, mm-hmm. and he looks terrified. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. Um, so he. Before he can even really react, uh, the parrot kind of flies off, and then we get this incredibly, incredibly dramatic explosion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The par- the pi- the parrots the pirates. Hey, do you think do you <laughs> <Pirates>? think <laughs> do you think they picked parrots because they sound? Really, like- they, some, one pirate somewhere thought someone said pirate, and uh, they actually said parrot, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I guess this guy's a pirate too. Mm-hmm. Better bring him <laughs> along. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was one pirate. He needed a crew, and he was like, I need you to fill this ship with pirates. And then <laughs> he misheard him. Like, well, now I got to give all these parrots now to Now I have
1: pirates. to convince all of my pirate friends that parrots are in.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, haven't you heard? <laughs> um, parrots are a very pirate thing to have.
1: The explosion is. It's a big one. It goes all the way up mm-hmm. the, the big towery it thing.
0: Smashes every single window in the ship.
1: It gets in all the, the little metal rooms. Mm-hmm. I have no idea of like what ship anatomy is, so, um, but it 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 basically cleans this motherfucker out, and it uh, the fire the explosion travels up all the way into the captain's quarters, whatever you want to call it, the place where you control the, the ship. And, uh, as far as we're aware, Zuko's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole ship has exploded and he was on it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just sitting in the water, uh, flaming, like huge, huge, absolutely huge, uh, flames here. And mm-hmm. as far as Iro's aware also, uh, cause he runs back from his walk as he sees this explosion. He looks upset. So I guess he didn't exactly know what was gonna happen. And also, like, he looks genuinely upset. So Mm -hmm. my thing is though, like he gets really upset and he's like, Zuko, and then he just kinda looks sad and he just looks Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. And it's like, why isn't he running on there?
0: That's true. He can fire back. He can
1: control fire.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I mean that's doesn't he wanna
1: save his nephew? That's
0: that's probably a scene that they might have cut.
1: Yeah. Possibly. Well, yeah. And later we find out, well, he he did something. So
0: God, I would love to see that scene in the Netflix show though.
1: That would be so like, fucking dope.
0: Like Iroh saving Zuko from this sinking, burning ship. Yeah, that would, would, would be very be good.
1: A good scene to see. Yeah. Uh we cut to um UA and Sokka's little scene. He meets her up on the bridge. He found it somehow. I guess <laughs> like it's not hard to, to find UA though. Yeah. though so she just glitters in the moonlight. I, I
0: would have had trouble finding this bridge because every single alleyway in the city looks the same.
1: That's exactly what I was saying. Like I don't know how you would (laughs) I don't know how you would even like find your way back to the entrance let Mm. alone like a specific non-important bridge.
0: I'm just imagining in the Netflix show the only addition is that they have like green street signs with the names on
1: them. So we see the two of them have a little moment together. It's actually really cute. Not that I'm like fan of <laughs> hetero relationships <laughs> overall but but this is cute they they do have like a weird kind of cute chemistry together mm-hmm. i'm more so i want to say than he had with suki cuz i just feel like suki not that UA isn't too good for him because everybody's too good for Sokka mm-hmm. and UA is too good for everyone. Um but Suki is just like on a completely different energy level I feel like. Yeah.
0: UA has this mystical, magical, powerful energy from her.
1: She's sort of like a very sweet, hmm, I was going to say sweet, soft Katara who can't water bend is mm-hmm. like, mm, well, no, now they have nothing in common. <laughs> 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 um but he has carved her uh, a little fish, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so cute. Yeah. Because okay, first of all, it looks like to me, it looks like a man.
0: Yeah. UA says it's a bear.
1: This is a man, <laughs> or a bear. Yeah. UA like, <laughs> just as a statement, is like it's a bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Saga's like, no, 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 it's a fish. But he's carved like two eyes and a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> onto the side of it I don't know he's he's not very artistic mm-hmm. Sokka um, but he did his goddamnedest in the commentary when they were talking about this like the I want to say it was like the storyboard artist Yeah, just like sort of scribbled this out for just like a placeholder for this little thing that he made mm-hmm. and they saw it and they were like it's perfect please yeah. don't <laughs> change anything This is exactly what it needs to look like. Yeah, so he hands it to Yue, and she says it's a bear, and he says, no, it's a fish, and it's very cute. She's very touched. I can see how, like, if you're just listening to this and you haven't seen it, it's like, how can something look like a man, a bear, and a fish? (laughs) Because it has these two little, what look like arms and two little legs, and then the face, so it looks... (laughs) It looks like it could be a man bear, bear man hook mm-hmm. and door. <laughs> but um It's but, like
0: one of, it's like that illusion drawing where it like it looks like yeah. a rabbit and an old lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like apparently like the little arms are actually like little fins on the top and the bottom and the legs are like the, the back fin.
0: And the mouth is a gill.
1: I think it's the face. I think he just carved oh, it onto just, the side. <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's just a face that he didn't know how it worked and then Yue gets very upset (laughs) she's like oh (laughs) I've made a mistake
0: I made made a huge mistake
1: (laughs) (laughs) when she sees this piece of shit (laughs) and honestly that's what Sokka must (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so Yue pushes him away and is like I'm so sorry I made a mistake and she runs off crying (laughs) And Sokka gets really upset. <laughs>
0: he tried using charm and he rolled like a negative 20.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sokka gets very upset because he like worked so hard on this little fish and he was like completely denied and um, they were getting along so well. And he like frustratedly like throws the fish into the water mm-hmm. uh, where it belongs. <laughs> oh, It's kind of like it's kind of like symbolic because it's like there's plenty of fish in the, the gondola street. Mm -hmm. he's just throwing he's throwing the fish back yeah but like he from his perspective it must have looked like he tried to hand (laughs) yue this little carving and yue was like oh fuck i've made a mistake and Mm -hmm. walks off and he's like oh i did such a bad job yeah
0: (laughs) it's also kind of symbolic to yue because she has sort of a fishy past
1: (laughs) god that's true (laughs) <laughs> also sounds really weird if you don't yeah. know anything about this show.
0: <laughs> Past is a little fishy.
1: Sokka, back uh, with the gang, is talking about his girl troubles. And then uh, Katara is talking about her girl troubles, which is being a girl and mm-hmm. not being allowed to learn waterbending. And she does a cute little like flop onto her mattress, and her little hood goes up over her head, which is yeah. like a cute, fun little animation thing. And then uh, they have this... Genius idea um, where Aang is just going to start learning water running from Paku as he is, and then he'll just teach Katara afterward. Of course.
0: They don't resolve Sokka's problem because they don't care. Yeah. They, <laughs> it's not that important. It's I really guess. not.
1: Sokka can take care of himself. Um, so we see Aang uh, teaching Katara the water running he was learning. Katara seems to be getting the hang of it. And then she does this sick ass trick where she's like swinging it all around her body, mm-hmm. and it's like she's like turning it different colors. She makes little ice animals, like little animal like balloons, but it's out of ice. And yeah, I think I've already made that, <laughs> I've done that one. And Aang's like, "Holy shit, how'd you do that?" And she's like, "Uh, wasn't me. It wasn't me." And then. Pan up, and we see Paku has been watching them, and he mayor, mayor
0: of Vice Town
1: is pissed.
0: You also see the moon, which is waning crescent now. Is it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they weren't even they weren't even <laughs> careful so, about the moon in this episode. So uh,
0: according to this chronology, the full moon has already passed. We have to assume that this is just like the moon changes its phase like throughout the day. Yeah, I or guess something we
1: don't necessarily know how their moon works. I guess
0: it's never established that it's a monthly moon.
1: I think it is though. It, it's probably probably because it's very important. I think they get into it like all the like the moon and the sun are very important to this universe. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Paku's pissed about this development, mm-hmm. and he decides he doesn't want to teach Ang anymore. So the next day we see, uh, the gang, uh, up against like the council, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sort of trying to plead, Katara's up at front, uh, at the front of the little trio trying to sort of, she's not necessarily apologizing yet. She's just saying just like, like, you need to
0: trying to appease, please. To them.
1: Yeah. Like trying to beg them to like take gang back.
0: Like a basically. court appeal or something.
1: And they're basically like, um, swallow your pride and just apologize to Paku and everything will be fine. And it's just very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And she, she, <laughs> she can't do it. Yeah.
0: It was like, what if I didn't, though?
1: Yeah. She gets really mad. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, this has nothing to do with me. The fact that you're like, being so stupid and petty about all of this just because I'm a girl, like literally, the problem is I'm a girl. That's mm-hmm. it. And you're like putting off the avatar's training because of it. And she kind of blows up a little bit yeah. <laughs> and uh, destroys some uh, some of the pottery in the area. The cracks start appearing in the ground. She, it's it's the same kind of thing she was doing. Oh, this that's the they were talking about this in the commentary. The last time we sort of saw her emotions destroying the the ice around her was also when someone was being really sexist to her. (laughs) So it's like her main, like, uh, bending fuel, really. Yeah,
0: is sexism.
1: That's the thing that gets her blood boiling the most.
0: She says, you're a sour old man. Come outside and fight me. (laughs) (laughs) Meet me at the Northern Water Tribe for an (laughs) ass-kicking.
1: Yeah, so Katara basically challenges this water bunny master to a duel, even though she barely knows any waterbending. Everything she's learned, she's basically learned from herself and from the, the little scroll that she had. Mm-hmm. But we can see that she's very powerful, just based on these little s- emotional outbursts. So she, like, storms out of this little temple. Uh, yeah, Ingen and, Ing and Sok are kind of like, whoops, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> shrugging, and... Uh, and then we see uh, Zhao and Iroh having a bluff off.
0: He's having some tea.
1: So they're having a conversation about the, the explosion on the ship.
0: He's, he's having tea with an unfascinating... A, fam- fam- a familiar, familiar th-
1: enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but Iro's sort of playing up, oh yeah, it was the pirates... Fuck those guys. Iroh seems to be like really buying the fact that uh, these pirates just had a like a grudge on them and they killed Zuko and he doesn't really look that upset. So we have to wonder if I don't know, like there's obviously something else going on here because if Iroh was genuinely under the assumption that his mm-hmm. nephew was dead, this is not how he would be yeah, <laughs> spending he, his time.
0: He seems to be saying exactly what Zhao wants to hear. Yeah, and
1: Zhao looks stoked to hear it, yeah, too.
0: Which is pretty much his weakness, is that...
1: He, he's so fucking prideful that he doesn't yeah. actually pay attention to like nuances in anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, speaking of pride, Katara, back at the Water Tribe, uh, has taken off her jacket And is ready to punch this guy in the face. Mm. Um, And then Paku says, uh, he walks down the stairs and just kind of keeps walking past her and says something really sexist. And then Katara just fucking whips him with a little water whip. And finally, Paku kind of loses it a little bit. Mm. He's like, if you want to learn waterbending, you better study closely. And then we get the most incredible waterbending battle. Possibly in the show. Mm-hmm. Do we ever see like water bending like this? Like two people water bending in such a beautiful, terrible way? Not really. This is it.
0: Like probably not until like Korra, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens, but
1: that's true. I don't
0: think in this show.
1: No. Yeah. In this series. Can I just say? Yeah. It's epic.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs>
0: this is epic.
1: Paku, I'm going to have to think about these.
0: Katara calls 911. What? The emergency services get here, and she says, okay, you can all go home except for you, fire truck. She gets the fire (laughs) hose from the fire truck. She turns it on, and then she turns all of the water blasting out of the hose into, like, icicles. Oh, she has to hook it up to the fire hydrant first, and then she, like, blasts all... A bunch of like ice spikes at him.
1: Paku's like, you've been to Schlitterbahn, but now get ready for the hottest, coolest time in the northern water tribe. And then uh, he's blasted out of a water cannon.
0: Katara draws a circle into the snow. In this circle, she places a one of those like cone drink machines, like cups. One of those paper cone cups filled with water in one of them. And another one, she puts down like a Pixar lamp. Um, another one, she puts down a Samuel L. Jackson himself. He's just standing there. And the fourth thing she puts down is a... She puts a ski mask, and the fifth thing is a uh, super suit that she stole. And then Frozone is summoned, and he protects her with his (laughs) little freezy freezy power.
1: (laughs) Paku pulls out a set of incense. Uh, He (laughs) sits down on the floor cross-legged. He pulls up a little uh, lap tray. He lights a stick of incense, and he puts it up to his lips because what's that? It's actually a jewel pod. (laughs) And he takes the biggest inhale. Uh, he sucks all the juice out of it <laughs> in one he d- draw. He d-
0: and he swallows it.
1: <laughs> he swallows it whole. Back to you, Katara. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but then he vapes with the biggest clouds and he bends that matter.
0: Katara does the Bruce Almighty thing where she gets like an invisible lasso and she like ropes it around the moon. She pulls the moon really, really, really close <laughs> to to the earth, which causes like a huge tidal wave to like wash all over Paku. Paku He
1: opens his mouth and swallows it perfectly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Paku waterbends a hole directly into the ground. He gets out a fishing pole and he fishes up a crab. Even bigger than the one that they had at dinner. It's the crab's mom. Oh, Paku didn't anticipate that the crab knew that both of them were eating crab, and now it's just kind of hitting both of them.
0: (laughs) All the while, the uh, prodigy music starts playing.
1: Oh, the the crab (laughs) album. The crab album.
0: It's playing it's playing in it's playing the whole album in the fat of our land. It just goes through every single song in the album and it's pretty much like the Beyonce lemonade kind of like It's really turns ir- into like an, an album movie.
1: It's really ironic since one of them is about starting fires and they're yeah. waterbending. Yeah. But that just adds to the the atmosphere and like the the creators really knew what they were doing mm-hmm. with this scene because it's the irony is very potent. Mm-hmm. Lots of thematic layers. Um, so obviously, Katara is really holding her own in this battle, mm-hmm. surprisingly for how little experience she has. And Paku is actually pretty impressed, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Nice." So now you'll teach me, and he's like, "Hell no." <laughs> um, there's a moment where Katara loses like the wrapper in her hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, like the, the, oh, the hair, the hair thingy, um, and her hair is down now, sort of around her shoulders. And they were talking about in the commentary how all of the animators were like really excited about this yeah. for some reason.
0: <laughs> it was like, I oh, just, she looks a lot better that
1: way. I just see them Something. all like just all drawing these scenes, like standing up and cheering, like yeah. Mm. <laughs> but Paku, sort of uh, at the end of the battle, is able to trap. Katara in an ice jail that literally does mm-hmm. happen <laughs> I mean everything else happened too but this one happens for real so.
0: Katara is sent to ice jail for girl crimes
1: <laughs> Um, but at some point in the in the fight Katara also lost her necklace and Paku sees it sort of on the ground next to her and he runs over and picks it up and he's like oh I gave this to Kana and just as his heart melts, the little ice jail melts that was holding Katara captive. Uh, and we find out that Paku was the guy that Grand Grand was supposed to marry, which no <laughs> wonder she fucking left the city yeah. forever and never mentioned it. Uh, and then we cut back to Iroh, who looks like he's kind of walking down the corridors in Jiao's ship. Maybe just going to leave or something. I don't know where he's going. He's going to pee. I don't care. <laughs> Um, But he passes a soldier who has some suspicious bruising around his eyes through the mask. And we find out that Iroh and Zuko have been sort of working together to let Zhao believe that Zuko's dead, basically. So now they're going to have a big advantage over him. Uh,
0: Zuko got blown up. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: He super got exploded. Is he okay? He's he's pretty beat up from it. Okay. That was, you know, the bruising that I mentioned. He's
0: dead, but he's okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> you're right. He is dead, but he's okay.
0: He's dead inside, but he's okay.
1: So yeah, they're going to be stowing away on Zhao's ship to uh, go with them to find uh, Aang at the North Pole. It's kind of a brilliant little plan. We get a little bit more exposition on Paku's relationship with Grand Gran and Katara kind of explains to Paku that it's like, it's the sexist shitty traditions that you have here that made her leave. Weird. (laughs) I wonder if you could change something Mm -hmm. about that. Um, But she's like really talking shit about like arranged marriage and and everything. And then Yue just starts crying. Mm -hmm. We have no idea why. She just, I mean, what could it be? (laughs) I don't don't know. But she gets very upset, starts crying, and she runs off. Sokka follows her. (laughs) follows her and finds her on the bridge but <laughs> it's like... it's the middle of the night now the moon is high in the sky yeah. Uh, the commentators were like cracking up at this part. They were just mm-hmm. like laughing their heads off because they're like, "Why yeah. did it take him so long to <laughs> find her?"
0: Nighttime now,
1: <laughs> on the same bridge that they were they were on <laughs> earlier,
0: <laughs> like running through the whole city.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it just goes to show it's really hard yeah. to find your way around. Every
0: place looks the exact same.
1: <laughs> that would have been a fun, <laughs> fun little side story to watch.
0: It's like a hotel in here.
1: So when Sokka finds her, he's like, "Ah, oh, hey, I'm so sorry. Um, and then he just like goes on about himself and he tries to make this whole thing about himself. And Yue is literally trying to tell him what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 I get it. It's all about me. Yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> but um, Yue finally gets a fucking word in and she's like, no, no, like, uh, I'm fucking engaged. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with you. Literally nothing to do mm-hmm. with you. Um, she does kiss him. Yeah, that's Sokka's been kissed twice in this yeah. show. Has anybody else kissed anybody at all? <laughs> Even just like a married couple anywhere? Sokka's getting way too much yeah. action. So we see Ang uh, training with Paku again. Katara runs up and Paku looks very stern as she approaches and says, "What do you think you're doing? Uh, you're late." And then suddenly. He uh, he's had that respect women juice mm-hmm. that Sokka had.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Suddenly he's a good person, I guess. Yep. See, this is okay. It's not very realistic, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is how easily men should change their yeah. minds about these things. I hate that it had to take like his lifelong crush kind of story. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his incel <laughs> feels. <laughs> yeah. Had to bring him here. Um, but at least we're fucking done with all that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good that it's over. So so uh he's yeah, he's teaching Aang and Katara now. Uh yeah, so then our last scene is just Zhao and his enormous fucking fleet uh setting sail to the Northern Water Tribe. I cannot overstate how <laughs> many ships
0: It's it's a lot.
1: It's big. Here they come. Um, This is actually like one of the only episodes, at least so far, where they're not like like flying away on Appa as the last scene.
0: And then the very last scene of this episode, they're flying away on Appa. And then they realize like, oh, we're at the place that we're going to. We should turn back.
1: (laughs) They're just so used to flying away at Mm -hmm. the end. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like we got to go. It's like where?
1: (laughs) Wait, this is this has been the goal the whole time. Cool. Yeah, that's the episode. So I think, uh, I think it's uh, time uh, to do uh, 20 questions. Do you have something in mind? Yes. Oh, okay. I do.
0: My thing is the blasting jelly again.
1: Is it organic? Uh, pass. You mean
0: pass? Pass. Skip this question.
1: You can't do that. I don't know. Does someone touch it in this episode?
0: You don't see anyone touch it but it may have been touched <laughs> off screen.
1: Okay. If two of these were on the moon and one <laughs> killed the other one with a rock, would that be fucked up or what?
0: It would be pretty fucked up, actually.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if that's how that thing goes. It would be. Is it cute? No. Is it supposed to be cute? No. Is it man-made? Yes. Is it blue? I don't know. Is it something that we have in our universe? Probably. Probably. I was just thinking, like, maybe it's the moon, and then I was like, I don't think someone would have been touching that off screen. <laughs> would it make a nice wedding gift?
0: If you absolutely knew that they would like it, but most times, no.
1: Is it edible?
0: You shouldn't eat it.
1: You shouldn't eat it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can eat it, but it's not. Is it I don't, food? It's not food. Okay.
1: Would you stop me if I tried to eat it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do we see this in other episodes? Yes. Is it something that comes along with the gang? Nope. Would it fit in a bathtub? Yeah. Would you stop me if I tried to wash it in the tub?
0: I guess, yeah.
1: Would you stop me if I tried to put a little hat on it?
0: I would caution you.
1: Is this thing dangerous? Yes. You don't know if it's organic.
0: I don't know if it's organic.
1: Is it solid? No. Is it wet?
0: Yeah. I think so.
1: <laughs> you think so?
0: I think it's wet. I would imagine it to be.
1: Is it part of something else? Not really, no. Is it juicy? Possibly. Would it make a nice pet?
0: I'm going to be real with you, it wouldn't.
1: Is it a person? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would know if that was <laughs> yeah. organic. And I feel like there's so little in this episode. Is it cold? It can be
0: any temperature.
1: Oh. So it, I think. It can't melt?
0: I don't think it can melt. what at its normal state i would assume it to be like sort of room temperature
1: does it take several shapes yes hmm so there's more than one
0: yeah kind of yeah
1: we can assume there's more than one or do we see more than one it's sorry that's not a yes or no question do we actually see it in the episode no hmm is it just mentioned
0: it is mentioned yes but we don't, we don't physically lay our eyes on the physical thing itself.
1: Hmm. Is it an important part of the episode? Yes. Is it music related?
0: No. Hmm.
1: This is hard.
0: I feel like I can give you one thing. Okay. I feel like you're going to be mad at me when you find
2: out.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: I can't, I can't, <laughs> you'll know why when you find out.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's mentioned, it is mentioned. Someone says the yes, thing. Yes,
0: it is said.
1: Is it said once?
0: I think it's only said once.
1: And it's an important part of the episode. It's an
0: important part of the episode. Oh my God. Uh,
1: is it something I would remember with my terrible memory? Yes,
0: you would remember this. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I would even say I'm 100% sure you would remember this.
1: Is it in a flashback in the show in the episode? No. Is it something you mentions? No. I'm not going to I'm not going to go down that
0: road. <laughs> but you could.
1: <laughs> I don't want to. That's no fun.
0: You've had your fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it actually in the show or was it something that we personally canonized?
0: <laughs> this is actually in the show.
1: Okay. I think I know what it is.
0: What is it? It just
1: came to me while I was thinking about what would make me mad. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're not supposed to use anything twice. (laughs) Yeah. It's the blasting jelly, isn't it? Yes, it's the blasting jelly again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for peeking there. I just got a little bit angry. Hey.
0: Angry. God damn it, I was going to make that joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I keep making you angry more and more. Ah! (laughs) Angry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I have one. Okay. My thing is the Sungi horn.
0: Is there more than one? Uh, Probably. Can you eat it? No. Can you eat it in installments? No. <laughs> Can it be chopped up?
1: Nope. Is it physical? Yes. Okay.
0: Now, you tell me...
1: Is this like a will it blend kind of thing? Sure. Yes. Will it blend? With a sharp enough blade. Wait.
0: <laughs> will it blend?
1: <laughs> Not That's easily. That's a genuine
0: question now.
1: Well, I would love to know, but okay. I don't have one of those like fucking industrial strength blenders.
0: So. A blend tech blender. Okay. Now you tell me
1: mm-hmm.
0: if one killed the other one on the moon with a rock, would that be fucked up?
1: <laughs> it would be... Yeah, it would be fucked up.
0: Okay. Is it kosher?
1: I can't answer this for like more than one <laughs> yeah. reason.
0: Is it vegan? I don't know. Is it gluten-free?
1: Oh my God, probably.
0: Is it alive? No. Is it cold?
1: I would imagine it's a little cold to the touch.
0: In, in the context of this episode? No. It's not cold?
1: Uh, I don't know. This, D- it just depends on, like, if I'm touching this and I'm touching this, this one's colder, I think.
0: Okay. Would it be weird if I touched it and then I, like, pulled my hand away real quick and I was like, ooh, that's cold?
1: That would be kind of weird, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> would it be weird to touch it in the first place? No. Okay.
1: I would imagine you would love to touch it.
0: Okay. Is it gelatinous? <laughs>
1: I know we've established that you have, like, some weird slime obsession, but no.
0: Would you love to touch it?
1: Yeah, i would be, yeah.
0: If there was, like, a little booth at a science center and it had (laughs) this inside it and it was, like, come touch it, come feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: That would be pretty weird.
0: (laughs) Could it easily be in, like, a science center and have, like, a little plaque with a couple paragraphs explaining I the science of this.
1: I don't think so, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, maybe. I don't
0: Would it fit in like any type of museum?
1: Yeah. you, you, you Yeah. Yeah, could defi- it, defi- could definitely. It
0: could be in like an art museum or a history museum? I'm not
1: going to give you those kinds of answers. <laughs> this is a yes or no game. Okay,
0: Would it fit in in an art museum?
1: What kind of art?
0: Just like your historical kind of thing, like. Paintings, you, you, sculptures, you, you modern could, art. You could
1: definitely find it at the Louvre.
0: Okay. It would, it, it would fit in at the Louvre? <laughs> For sure. Okay. Would it also fit in at like a history museum? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, is this like a, is it a cultural item? Yes. Like it has cultural significance?
1: I believe so. I'm not an expert, but I would think so.
0: Is this based off of a real life thing? Partially. So we only see one in the episode? We do not. We, do, we don't We do even see it in the episode. Correct. Is it mentioned verbally in the episode? Yes. Like they say the name of yep. the thing. Mm-hmm. Do we eventually get to see what it looks like?
1: Not in this episode, no.
0: But we do get to see it in later episodes in... or earlier episodes.
1: Correct, yes.
0: Do we see it in earlier episodes? Yes, yes. Is it on the ground usually? Does it stay in one place? No. Is it usually being moved around? Yeah. Is it part of the Fire Nation?
1: Presumably, but I can't say hard yes or hard no. I don't okay. know.
0: Okay. Is it within sort of Zuko and Zhao's kind of general area possession? Is it, is Those it are in two the, different questions. Is it in the Zuko storyline? Yes. Is it red? No. It's not. Does it get blown up? With the ship?
1: Damn, it might. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: that fire got everywhere.
1: Oh no. Bummer.
0: Are you sure? Is it flammable?
1: No. <laughs> Wait, I don't, it's I don't not, think so. It's
0: not flammable.
1: I don't think it is.
0: So it probably didn't get blown up.
1: But I mean, it might be at the bottom of the water.
0: Oh, that's true. So it was on Zuko's ship. Uh,
1: probably. Pro-
0: it was probably on Zuko's ship. Did it Belong to one of the crew members. Yes. So maybe it didn't because he took his crew. They might have taken the Okay, well,
1: compl- complicated, yes. Okay. Ish. I'm not exactly sure.
0: Okay. Is it musical? Yes. Ooh, this is a tough one. <laughs> is it a drum? No. Is it a sungi horn? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes.
1: It's sungi horn. Yeah. Which apparently is not a real instrument.
0: Oh, interesting!
1: Yeah, it's based on the sousaphone and the French horn.
0: Interesting. It's a I wonder combo. I wonder what instrument they were using for that then.
1: And it looks like it's made out of metal, so I don't think it's flammable. But it might have. It might be at the bottom of. Yeah, because the...
0: it. I. It was probably Iro's. Yeah. So unless
1: it was just like the whole cruise, and maybe one of them yeah, actually bought it and he took it had, with him. They I don't probably know. had
0: like a. <laughs> Just an instrument locker that everyone just kind of yeah. went through. No way to know. His his amiibo, his Detective Pikachu amiibo, <laughs> oh, got no. sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Oh no! God damn it!
1: <laughs> it's officially not in the story anymore. <laughs> Unless he just keeps it on him, he does.
0: Oh yeah, he does keep it on. <laughs> He's him.
1: In his sleeve.
0: It's the only surviving object. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs>
1: What else do we do on this show?
0: I have some questions sent in from forums.avatarspirit.net. First question is from band member PG-15. Something just came to me. During the battle, Katara flung knife-like ice sheets at Paku that looked like they could easily slice him in half. Was Katara trying to kill Paku or something? Yes. Seems a little overboard, doesn't it? No. Agreed. (laughs) Next question is from Ray. Seriously, where was all this skilled waterbending when the Northern Air Temple was going to be destroyed by the Fire Nation troops an episode ago?
1: I have a better question.
0: There was plenty of snow there to do more damage than breaking a couple tanks.
1: No, there, (laughs) there was not nearly enough water.
0: There was a lot of snow.
1: There was... You saw her try. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm, like, getting mad at you, even though you're just the messenger.
0: Yeah, but she did, like, flip over and. Yeah, she
1: did a pretty good fucking job. (laughs) Yeah. Also... All she did
0: was destroy a couple armored (laughs) tanks.
1: Where was that? (laughs) She, like, froze the water inside of them. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, it's been, like, a little while since then, so she's... And she's also been learning. I also have to assume that she and Aang probably had more than one night where she- where he was actually teaching her some of the stuff that Paku taught her.
0: A lot of the discourse in this in this forums is very like Ray in the Force Awakens discourse. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's,
1: men be sexist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Kikuda Master has several questions. Was no one. Else concerned that Zuko might have actually died in this, <laughs> or were you all too focused on the snowball fight scene at the end?
1: <laughs> wait, snowball fight?
0: Those just those two people throwing snowballs at each other. Well, no one else was concerned that Z- Zuko could have died. <laughs> he might have actually died in this.
1: Uh, How could they just
0: kill him off? Wait, did wait. this person
1: just completely miss that he wasn't dead? <laughs>
0: We haven't even made it through season one, and I was just starting to like him. Wait. See my post in the blue spirit. How could they just kill him off? I almost cried at the end when I finally found out that he was okay.
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine watching this and just, like, believing he actually died? (laughs) And all of that stuff with Ira was genuine, like, oh, bummer. Yeah. God, kids are
0: stupid. Boomy 3 has some questions that feel like either my reading comprehension isn't that good or I feel like that they worded it kind of weirdly. Um, I think there might have been somebody else in the past who did something Katara did. Just he didn't get much attention as a Katara simply because he was a guy. I think Avatar Kuruk might have learned healing lessons. Why hasn't any one of the tribesmen get so pissing over (laughs) a guy learning something a girl was supposed to do, yet they get pissy over a girl learning how to fight? It makes me wonder if in Kuruks' time, something like this would have happened. If it did, this would end. Because... What if the next avatar is born female in the tribe?
1: Okay, lots, lots, a <laughs> lot of unpacking we got to do here. Um, I see what they're saying. They're saying, like, surely something, this has happened before. Surely mm-hmm. someone has tried to do what Katara's yeah. doing. If the past, the last waterbending uh, master wanted to learn healing. They probably didn't stop him, huh? Mm-hmm. And they were seeming to imply that if he had, surely this would have ended. As if like men can just end sexism yeah. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they do make a very good point, though. Like if the if the next avatar, because the next avatar is a waterbender. Yeah. If it was because c- it, if it was Katara, or excuse me, if it was Korra, and she was yeah. born in this tribe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're just not going to teach her waterbending.
0: Yeah, or just like fighting. At all.
1: Yeah, that's well, That's kind of what I mean, yeah. Are they, or are they just going to try to tell her, like, oh, yeah, you, we can teach you waterbending, but you can only use it for healing. Yeah. Now, there's an interesting mm-hmm. comic I'd like to explore. Yeah,
0: and the other thing is that they never bothered trying to teach Aang healing.
1: That is true. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm, that's a good point, because Katara never even bothers mm-hmm. to teach him that either.
0: Yeah, and it's not... It's implied that healing isn't that special ability the, because like if all the girls in the yeah if all the girl waterbenders could heal
1: even though in like a yeah. couple episodes ago he was like you have the power of healing mm-hmm. that's very rare yeah
0: <laughs> but it also makes you think like maybe it is rare and then like oh if you're a waterbender girl who can't heal we, we're we just not going to teach you anything
1: well I mean maybe it's like it used to be rare and it's like you had to come upon it on your own, but now in this, in this uh, industrial age, we actually have ways of just unlocking the power instead mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good point, though. I liked that, that last bit on that question. And that's all the questions. I have a question for you. I don't
0: <laughs> know if I'm ready to answer the question.
1: What are your cabbages, Noah?
0: Oh, here are my cabbages. I definitely have cabbages. Tooth. Shower. Bonus on every delivery. Reminder, earn an extra bonus for every delivery completed between 5.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. (laughs) See app for details. Interstellar Princess, Interstellar Princess just posted a text post. Okay, I'll bite. Who's Bernie Sanders? (laughs) And Interstellar Princess, Interstellar Princess sent you a post. What are your cabbages?
1: My cabbages are free delivery through midnight using code beep beep because you have got a free delivery coming to you.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see if this gets out before uh, the end of Friday.
1: Uh, Zillow thirty eight new and updated Zillow homes in your saved search. Patreon Juanila publish a new post two fourteen music edition. Fortnite PC Gamer. Epic is exploring a Fortnite respawn system. Snapchat from Stephanie Ruff. Snapchat, you have memories from the past three years today. That sounds fake. <laughs>
0: no, I don't. <laughs> That's it. I don't remember <laughs> anything.
1: Those are my cabbages. Bye, everyone. Uh, wait. <laughs> I just saw my life flash before my eyes.
0: You have 10 seconds to plug something.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, plugs. Um, you can find me on Nine. Twitter.
0: Nine. Shut Eight, the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Stellar Ghost, Interstellar Princess on Tumblr, Art Blog, Summer Art, or just Art. And then you can support my various creative endeavors, of which there have been many this already this year. There's lots of new artwork that I'll have on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash summergeist. I do have some sort of exclusive stuff on there just because I'm not allowed to post it anywhere else. <laughs> uh, yeah, please do support me, even just a dollar a month if you can spare it. That would be so awesome because it does help me um, uh, actually help pay bills when I'm not able to go to work. Like I wasn't with the whole f- stupid airline situation that we had at the the beginning of this year
0: yeah it was great
1: uh sorry i'm talking about myself too much tell me about yourself
0: um you can find me on twitter and tumblr at owl dude and you can find my music at noahdoesmusic.tumblr.com or noaguystopbandcamp.com and there's also links on my twitter and stuff and most importantly follow me on youtube I think my name's just Noah Geist. I got videos on hmm. there. You
1: might not want to follow him on YouTube. Why not? I don't know. I feel like you have old, weird I, videos on there now. I
0: do. Follow me on YouTube. <laughs> Sub- like, comment, and subscribe. Please don't. Find out my the weird old videos that I have on there. And that's then at like, me
1: so we can, like... Like, uh, kind of at me. No, start at some, me so that I can gossip my about wo- my
0: husband. <laughs> at my wife. Gossip up about my husband. <laughs> About her husband, me, the husband of Summergeist, and it's a uh, there's there certainly is some stuff on my YouTube channel from nine years ago.
1: Ooh, oh, terrifying! It goes, Ten years ago, you're so brave for actually. I
0: certainly have 10-year-old YouTube videos. Check them out. (laughs) Noah Geist. Like, comment, and subscribe. Peace.
1: Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye, YouTube.
1: Uh, (laughs) hmm. What?
0: Hey, YouTube. It's me, Noah.
1: (laughs) Noah, you forgot. We're still doing our podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I already started the YouTube Live thing. I guess we're going to be doing crossover.
1: Hey, YouTube. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to my podgabages. (laughs) Uh, goodbye, Internet. Cabbage. Paku. He opens his mouth and swallows it perfectly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> your move no <laughs> 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 okay
2: <laughs>